Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Courtney Lindau, the Head of Practice for Web Analytics and Business Intelligence at Nimble Gravity. So this week, we're talking Google Analytics 4. Don't switch off. It's good. Honestly, it is. Thanks for downloading. Have you switched to Google Analytics 4 yet? No, I know you haven't. Uh, Are you still deleting all the emails that they send you? (laughs) I am. Uh, You need to do it. We need to do it pretty quickly, as the current version of Google Analytics stops recording data on July the 1st. Now, to help us get through all of this and understand what's going on, uh, I'm talking to Courtney Lindau, who's the Head of Practice for Web Analytics and Business Intelligence at Nimble Gravity, which is a consultancy specialising in data science, digital strategy, e-commerce. So we're talking lots of spreadsheets and data, aren't we? Uh, We talk about the difference between old and new analytics. What's going to happen to our old data? And are there any alternatives to Google Analytics? Now, you can find Courtney on LinkedIn, also the Nimble Gravity website. So check out the links in the show notes. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can find more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Courtney was when the deadline is for GA4, Google Analytics 4, and what should we do? So we are getting tons of emails, but it is July 1st of this year if you're using a free version of Google Analytics. And then if you're on a 360, you have an extra year to July 1st of 2024. But um, definitely recommend switching over sooner than later in either case. So if you're on a 360, you'll get over a year of data that you can kind of start figuring out the quirks of GA4 ahead of Mm. time. And then, of course, if you're on the free version, definitely want to switch as soon as possible uh, so that you're not missing out on being able to compare the GA4 data right alongside with your active live universal analytics data. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute because I'm half confused with with what's going on. Um, Do you think a lot of folk have just been deleting those emails? Do you think they started sending out the emails too early, like a year ago, and everybody's kind of like, oh, there's still a year, and you kind of almost get into the habit of deleting the email, don't you, every time it arrives? Oh, yeah. I definitely think so. I think they they also kept pushing back some of the deadlines, Hmm. and that caused some confusion as well of okay, well, if they pushed it back one time, are they going to keep pushing it back? And I think that made it harder to get people to actually start their migrations because there was a hopefulness that maybe the deadline would move again and I wouldn't have to go do the migration just yet. Uh, So absolutely, Uh, now is the real deadline, it looks like. (laughs) So we actually have to pay attention. (laughs) Yeah. So I I suppose we could spend like six podcasts on this, but what is kind of the difference between, I don't know, was it Google Analytics 3, Universal Analytics? Was it Google Analytics 3? And anyway, and and Google Analytics 4, what's the difference between the two? Yeah, I also switch between UA, Universal Analytics, or calling it GA3. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I've never heard of it called GA3. It's always been Universal Analytics, hasn't it? Yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's like, I guess it was GA3 if they're calling this one GA4. Yeah, because when they said GA4, I thought, shouldn't it be two? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'll let them work it out. So what's the difference? 
Yeah, so there's actually quite a big difference between universal analytics, as I'm going to call it, and GA4. And a lot of it starts with the way the data is being tracked. So everything in universal analytics is really focused around sessions. So they did have user tracking and event tracking, but the primary focus was on what did someone do within their session of time on a website? So they land, they click on a bunch of things, maybe they purchase something and they exit, and all of that is included in that single session. And really everything was focused on, okay, what was the channel that drove them to that session? What was the conversion rate of that session? And now in GA4, everything has been switched to where they're trying to encourage a user-centric focus on the data. Right. So we can see this even with trying to create in the universal analytics data, we have the shopping behavior report. And we can see the funnel of shopping behavior for a user as they're going through. But in universal analytics, it's looking at that at the session base again. So in the session, did they complete these steps? Whereas in GA4, if you try to replicate that same funnel in the explorations of GA4, it automatically looks at it in a user-centric approach. So did your users go through these funnel steps? And so that makes it inherently difficult when you're so used to looking at your data session focused and I'm trying to maybe QA my data, like double check that everything's Mm -hmm. tracking correctly. And now I can't compare that my funnel is the same because it's looking at sessions versus users. And in both cases, it doesn't let you switch that metric. So in UA, I can't make it look at users and in GA4, I can't make it look at sessions. So. That's definitely one place of kind of getting used to the mindset of the user-centric approach. The other thing is everything fires as an event in GA4. So in your events reporting, you'll see all the page views, you'll see any sort of engagement and scroll tracking in your clicks and all of that all in one place. And it's a little interesting to see, you know, your page views side by side with your events in GA4 where we're very used to just, you know, going to your top events report if you're just trying to look at events in universal analytics. So kind of getting the mind around, okay, everything is an event. How does that change? What parameters I need to send? How does that change how I want to analyze this data? Um, it's, it's definitely different in every aspect, really. It's kind of like a whole brand new tool that we're using with GA4. Does this mean we can can probably do a bit more conversion optimization with GA4? Yeah, I think that there's actually a lot of opportunity with the way that the data is structured. So we have the opportunity to really customize everything, uh, which I think is for better or for worse. You know, if you have the resources to really build your effective strategy and get the tracking exactly how you want it. It's an awesome tool. Um, It works best if you have BigQuery side by side Mm. to really get to that deep level of analysis where sometimes the UI doesn't get as deep as maybe you'd like. But uh, I do think there's a huge opportunity for conversion rate optimization and getting a really in-depth analysis to not just like your your kind of basic click data, but you can kind of build your parameter tracking strategy so specific to what you're trying to track. Um, for example, in universal analytics, you might have customization or 
sorry, custom dimensions that are firing on all of your events, yeah. but they might be custom dimensions that I don't really need on this particular event. And maybe that's confusing as an sure. analyst trying to make sense of it. Whereas with GA4, it's so custom that if I'm looking at a search page and I really just want all of my metrics to say, how many search results did I get? Did yeah, I yeah. get search results? Were they the search results, you know, something specific that I want them to show? Were they like certain categories of search results? All of those parameters might be really specific to engagements on a search results page that I don't need tracked everywhere else. So mm. that's kind of a benefit too, that you can really make clear analysis based on your events. Is it more complicated for the average marketer, do you think? Yes, yeah. I definitely think, I think it's a that. bit more complicated. Because if you think, if you remember, like back in the day, like you're probably not old enough. Well, you're certainly not old enough to re remember when I first started designing websites. But like it, you, the web designer, the web developer would send like traffic reports every month, right? Because it was just too complicated. Because yeah. the, the average business owner, the average marketer, it's just too complicated. So the web designer will send you like a pretty, pretty pdf or something like that do, do you think we're moving back to that or is it too complicated i think hopefully you know you can build some dashboards one time in something like a looker studio or even explorations that help you get some of that mm. but you're right that that data isn't just as readily available within the ui like we're so used to universal analytics where i can just go to the channels report and see all my yeah. channels and see all the key metrics that I care about. Yeah. But in GA4, you can kind of build that, but you're right that it will take probably a little bit of extra effort to get the pretty simplified view that a marketer would want. Um, I would imagine that there are a lot of people who have created templates already for things like Looker Studio to help with that. Mm. Um, but I, I think it is kind of getting to that. It's so complex and it's so customizable that it is more challenging for the average person or someone who has maybe a blog that they want to track where universal analytics used to be so great that anyone could go put it on their site and make sense of it right away. And now it's more leaning towards businesses and you know more enterprise analytics that would have resources to build those for them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's better to do things in data sort of looker studio or whatever it's called now, that looker thing? Um, <laughs> I, I know. I, it's, it's a terrible name, isn't it? Looker. I just didn't get that. Looker. Look, anyway. Yeah, it's um, very interesting. Uh, is, it, is it easier to build dashboards there than kind of like build the dashboards in Google Analytics, do you think? Yeah, I think yes, for those who have already been using a data studio, now looker studio. Mm. If you're already used to the interface there, it's a lot easier to use that same interface and start making your customizations because things like getting a date range on your yeah. presentation and some of those basics are, you already know how to do them. Um, you can still do it within the explorations report of GA4, but it is a bit quirky with like where you select your date ranges and how you determine some of the data fields. So there's a learning curve alongside that. So I found that when just very much getting started with GA4, if it's like really your first time building something in GA4, putting it into something like a Looker Studio is helpful because mm. it's kind of bridging that gap 
with all the new data points and all the new data stuff that if you already know how to use Looker Studio, it makes it a little bit more simple and ready to use if you're kind of used to that foundation of Looker Studio. Whereas it's so much when you're just starting with an exploration and you're trying to learn what all the new data points are and learn how to use a new visualization tool. Um, so I think there's some benefits there. The other thing to highlight is with explorations, you can have multiple tabs within the exploration that show different visuals, but essentially each exploration is like one main visual. Yeah. Whereas in Looker Studio, you're creating a whole custom dashboard. So sure. there's also that ability to see a lot of different data at one time in Looker Studio that you don't get in GA4. Yeah, because I know in, in Universal Analytics, you could kind of like get custom dashboards and you can upload dashboards and things like that. And you could, folks would sell your dashboards and, you know, and designs and things. Um, can you do that in Google Analytics 4? Can you change the dashboard? You can actually change the main dashboards. Mm. They call it a library. Right. So if you're in the main reports section of GA4, you can customize your library. It's a little bit limited. I would say slightly more limited than the dashboard capabilities within Universal Analytics, but you're able to select kind of between two different primary visualization types. So you have the one that shows all of the little snippet kind of cards of information, or you have one that shows a table with a trend line. Um, and you can select, for example, we had a client that was working with pet insurance. So hmm. they are looking at things like, are people more likely to buy pet insurance for a dog or a cat? Yeah. So we were able to customize a dashboard for them that looked specifically at purchase and conversion rates and like item performance based on cat insurance versus yeah. dog insurance. Yeah. And that was something we created in a custom report to show in their library of reports. Yeah. So there is some of that customization that's possible, but it's not quite as flexible as what we're used to in Universal. Yeah. Do you think kind of like those external marketing CRMs, lately, HubSpots and folks like that, do you think they'll be connecting in with GA4 and bringing things in and letting you create pretty dashboards through drag and drop and not having to think to, not having to look at a spreadsheet? Yeah, I do yeah. imagine that there's going to be more and more of that yeah. just with, kind of the complexity of GA4. I know also Google's really pushing the use of BigQuery for using your GA4 data elsewhere. Hmm. So I have a feeling we'll be getting more of those kind of, here's an easy way to dashboard yeah. all of yeah. your data and let's help you make sense of it. So I think that's actually a big opportunity for tools like HubSpot to kind of make it simple for sure. other marketers that are already using their tool. Yeah. So I suppose the big question is, how do you migrate from Universal Analytics to Google Analytics? Now, I, I know there's going to be some enterprise things which have got really complicated things with all sorts of custom <laughs> things and, and goals and things set up. But, you know, the average, everyday, common and garden website, is, is it complicated? What do you have to think about? Um, yeah, so it's actually fairly simple to get your data just up and running. Yeah. So if you just want to get the basic sessions tracking and things like that, it's very sim similar to what you would do for Universal Analytics. Uh, you have a 
primarily we recommend using Google Tag Manager for the implementation. Yeah. And there's one main configuration tag that you have to have built and that really gets everything started. So sure. that will get all your basic page views, users, um, even some of the enhanced measurement that they offer. Um, sometimes the enhanced measurement isn't as valuable as we would like, mm -hmm. but all of that would start just with one tag. Then if you're starting to add on more of those custom event tracking and our goals and conversions, e-commerce tracking, that takes a little bit more effort where you will likely implement a data layer to track each of those things. Um, but just getting the basics set up is fairly simple. And I highly recommend for anyone who's listening who doesn't have their setup yet to not be afraid and just go get it set up and start yeah. seeing data populate. Um, you know, you can get as complex as you'd like with it. I sure. mean, that's the big feature is that it can be super custom, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, if you don't really need super crazy enterprise custom data, you can at least get your basics set up quickly. Um, yeah. And ultimately, it's a, it's really a tool that you can make whatever you want out of it. So just getting those basics is a good place to start. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's. Uh, it I'm fine. It's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's confused me, I must admit, but I'm, I'm not really an analytics, I'm, I'm more a, a design-focused person. But w when, when we look at things like goals and e-commerce integrations, and if we're doing things like measuring, I don't know, measuring sales and conversions and things like that, and measure, or measuring simple little goals and things like something's been downloaded or a form's been filled in, something as simple as that, is there kind of like a one-click thing where we can just go migrate and it just does it, or do we have to set something up new, really? So they do have simple like migrate buttons that you can click. Hmm. Um, so if you already have Universal Analytics set up, you can have it push that data to GA4 for you. But that really only gets the basic information, like your basic sessions and users data. For anything more custom or with the e-commerce or goals, that will require additional setup. So yeah. if you're already using an enhanced e-commerce data layer for universal analytics, you either kind of have two options. Um, either you can create in Google Tag Manager kind of a mapping lookup that would use your current data layer and push it in the way that it needs to go to GA4. So for example, Simo Ahava has a really good template that anyone can go use from the template gallery mm -hmm. that automates this process, which I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have to build a whole new data layer. But as we're getting closer and closer to July 1st date, I'm getting more on the side of start fresh with the new data layer that'll really be set up properly for GA4. And it is a different format for the data layer. So instead of calling things products, it's calling I think items. Yeah. There's a lot of different kind of naming conventions in that and different values that you have to send along with each. Um, so, you know, it will take some setup either way where you'll either have to have your tag manager map for you or create a new data layer. Um, and then for goals, it's actually kind of exciting within the last couple of weeks, they just implemented the opportunity to choose what type of goal that it is. So right. before it was only tracking event-based goals. Sure. So if I wanted to track, did someone click on this button and yeah. you know, it was saying 
they clicked on it 20 times. So that goal was fulfilled 20 times. It's like, okay, well, that's not, that's not really what I'm looking for. And now you can select if you want it to be user-based or session-based. So for those who've been using goals in universal analytics, they can set these GA4 now calls them conversions. And you can set your conversions to match that session-based strategy. So if you're trying to compare data from one platform to the other, that's a really helpful tool to start measuring that way. Cool. Um, What happens to the universal analytics data? Because I've heard numerous different things, and I think I understand it, that, that Google Analytics 4 doesn't import any data from Google Analytics from universal analytics, it's like it's like starting from fresh. It's zero. Would I be right in thinking that? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So it's since it's such a different data structure, it is entirely starting from zero, and you'll see variances in simple metrics as well. Like the sessions don't exactly match sure. up because how sessions are tracked is slightly different. Um, universal analytics data will be stopped tracking on July 1st. Yeah. So you won't get any new data on that date. I can't remember what the historical time frame is for how long they let you keep accessing the mm-hmm. Universal Analytics data after that July 1st date. But um, they're also kind of, uh, I think, encouraging users to use BigQuery as a storage place for all their historical Universal Analytics data. And then BigQuery is also a helpful tool if you're trying to combine data sets in one place that you could, you know, start building some tables that look at sessions from Universal through to big uh, the GA4 and, you know, start mapping some of that, yeah. which isn't available in the UI. Yeah. So, so that there is go- you think there is going to be a point where the Universal Analytics data, uh, either we don't get access to it anymore or it gets deleted. So we must have some sort of a backup of that data if we still need it. I think so, and I can't remember what the time frame was, mm. but I want to say that I did read that somewhere, um, and it was kind of the alarm bells were going off yeah. in my head of, i got to yeah. make sure that we're storing data somewhere um, for all of our clients. But I think it's, I wouldn't imagine it would be within this year. Uh, I think there's still some time for that, but I can't remember exactly what date yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's it. I, I, I presume that's probably why they started um, with Google Analytics four um, a lot earlier, like a year ago, trying to get people to move over to it. Because then, I suppose you've got some sort of historical data there. By the time it um, it kind of like gets switched off in 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 July. Yeah, exactly, and especially you know wanting to do year over year comparisons and any of those types of comparisons, especially, you know, we want to have as much data as we can so that you're not just losing all of those valuable insights from that longer data. Yeah. So I suppose uh, something which I've always been quite interested in, I've never spent a lot of time looking at it. Are there any alternatives to Google Analytics? Because I think, I mean, the reason everybody uses it is because Google is free. Isn't it? And then and there were all the sort of like the rumors that if you use Google Analytics, it gets you better SEO and you more search exposure, which is all nonsense. Um, <laughs> so, so like, are there any actual decent alternatives if you don't want to use it? I think that's it's very hard to find a similar comparison that's free. Mm. Um, I would say Adobe Analytics is the best kind of enterprise comparison. It's also super customized. So that's one that for 
enterprise level companies can be a good option that has a little bit more customization available right within their UI experience to create dashboards yeah. right in one place. Uh, but it's expensive. So it's sure. not really that same comparison to the free. There's also is, tools... is, the, is the Adobe thing built into their like marketing suite or is it like a separate thing, do you think? I think they have... Is it like different plans and levels probably, I would imagine? Yeah, they yeah. have it as something you can buy to kind of complement the marketing suite. Sure. So if they're, you know, if a user is already using their other ones, you can add it on. Yeah. And they integrate really well, well between all the Adobe platforms too. So all your marketing data kind of flows right yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it, it is continually like adding on cost as you add more Adobe sure. tools. So um, there are other tools like Mixpanel is a good one, but also has cost associated to it. Sure. I think it's a really good one for people who need like an easy UI to analyze. It's really easy to create custom dashboards and really visualize any of the marketing data that you would want to see in one place. And I think I like it in some cases for just getting everything in one place where even in yeah. universal analytics, you'd kind of have to go and filter and pick sure. out what you're trying to look at that day. And I think Mixpanel does a good job of summarizing your data easily and being customizable. Yeah. And then the other one is Pendo. Pendo can be a good option. What they do well is that they kind of automatically track all your events and then you would just go name them. Um, so it's kind of a nice one if you are a person or a business that wants to have all the custom event tracking, but you don't want to take the time to go send data layer pushes or sure. create tags to push everything um, and track all of those custom events. You can use something like Pendo that will just automatically track them and you're naming them. So that's a good option. Um, and I think there's still cost associated, but they might have like a basic free version to start with. Um, and then another tool that I think is really valuable, but kind of can be side by side with your web analytics mm. is something like a full story or a hot jar. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. Full story is awesome. We use it a lot and it gives you a lot of the same kinds of user behavior data. You get to see funnels and user journeys. And it also has an easy system for tracking your events and your pages and kind of customizing everything without a lot of setup. So that's awesome, but it's more on the side of what are people doing when they get to my site? It doesn't get you who came to my site from which marketing channel and some of that marketing stuff that you'd yeah. want to see. So it's kind of good side by side with the other tools. That's interesting. Folks can um, have a little browse through those, see if it's, if it's any good. Um, yeah. Thanks for your time, Courtney. I, I'd love to say I, I could chat for hours about Google Analytics with you, but I'm not sure I want to. It's, it's Google <laughs> Analytics. I mean, nobody likes it, do they? It's mm. like, I mean, they built the user interface in the in a bin. I mean, it it's all. I mean, it could be prettier, couldn't it? It could be prettier. I will <laughs> say I might be in the minority of people who loves Google Analytics, oh. but. I bet you uh, love Microsoft Excel as well, don't you? You love a spreadsheet. Yeah, I, I, I do love a spreadsheet. <laughs> you caught me. Uh, fantastic. Courtney, thanks ever so much for your time. And where can we find you? Where, website, social media, all your bits? Yeah, you can find Nimble Gravity at nimblegravity.com, as it sounds. 
And then you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Courtney Lindau, and I'm, I think, the only one. So it's easy cool. to find. Original. And, yeah. People can add me or chat me if they have any other questions. Fantastic, Courtney. Thanks ever so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was a great time. Thanks again to Courtney for a time. Don't forget to check out the links in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.